Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, Streets of Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey no. From seven till eleven, live local and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Weekday night, Steve's live local and live. Uh, welcome to Tuesday night in New Jersey, Steve Trevelace. You and me till 11 o'clock tonight. We got things to talk about. We got uh, we got a couple of cops check into a hotel to have a little uh, a little uh, extracurricular activity, only to find out that uh, one of them get they get in a fight with other people in the hotel. You don't do that when you're cops trying to you know hide out. But anyway, we'll talk about that later on. Also, uh, standardized testing in schools. Uh, we've got Union High school teacher Nicholas Ferroni calling in about 8.30. He was once voted People Magazine's sexiest teacher in America, one of the 25 fittest men. And he's calling in here because he takes all his platforms and makes it all about teaching. He's a very devoted man, one of the top educators in the country. We'll hear from him at 8.35. But to start this off, I- I'm listening to Jeff and Kylie, and there are no words. You know, there are no words. And when you're in the business of having to come up with words, what do you do? You ask you for the words. And this is what I want from you. A two-year-old child died after being left in a car up to seven hours in Franklin Township, New Jersey. Now, I got the story from uh, NBC4 New York. Uh, Law enforcement, with knowledge of the situation, tell NBC New York that the child may have been left in the car in Somerset County for up to seven hours before they were found around 2 o'clock this afternoon. Child's guardian apparently forgot the child was in the car. According to the sources, authorities have notified the uh, New Jersey Northern Regional Medical Examiner's Office will be responding to conduct the investigation. No further details are released at this time. Uh, as we get them, we'll let you know. This is according to Deputy Fire Chief Frank Roman. I uh, said it's unclear if the vehicle was locked or unlocked, but... Uh, I've been listening the last couple of hours, and I know you want to talk about this. And we've heard a lot of people weigh in. And when uh, Jeff and Kylie left, the phones were jammed. So I'm going to give you a chance to talk about it if you want. 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about this? Um, as, have you ever been in a situation? You know, you you... I have twin boys. You overcompensate when things like that happen. You do everything to make sure. I can't imagine leaving my kids out of eyesight, let alone alone in a car. I don't know what the situation is. I can't imagine what the situation could be that anybody would leave a two-year-old child unattended in a car, locked or unlocked. I was. I would imagine that the car was locked. I cannot imagine forgetting that the child is in there, but by the same token... That whoever did this is going through so much pain right now. You know, I'm not looking to condemn. I'm looking to understand. I'm looking to get your idea, your thoughts on it. 1-800-283-101.5. Roy is in Princeton on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Roya. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? What are you thinking? 
Actually, I'm driving and I have a pain in my heart. I can't believe this happened. This is you talking about human being. Seven right. hours, there is no excuse. I don't buy that. Somebody forgot their little kid. It's hot out there. It's hot. It's humid. And it's no excuse. They trying to make excuse or they forgot. How do you forgot human being, the little child in the car? I'm just so upset, Steve. I'm just crying in my heart. I hear it. I hear it in your voice. It died. It like being so hot. He probably, he passed out, you know, sweating. And these careless, careless people, they forgot there's a human being, there's a little child in the car. I don't buy that. I hope they're going to find it. These people, and they're going to jail the maximum. I swear to God. I don't think, see, like, I don't, I, I don't know. If, I don't think it's a jail situation. I think, you know, this, whoever did this is going through so much pain. Roy, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. What do you think? 1-800-283-101.5, child neglect. I got to find out what the mindset is of the person who would do this. I got to find out where their heads were at. Because I got to figure, if I got a two-year-old in my responsibility, I don't take my eyes off the two-year-old, let alone leave it in a car. Locked or unlocked doesn't matter. 1-800-283-101.5. The pain, the tragedy of this. You know, to, to leave, you know, this kid woke up this morning to a beautiful summer day, had breakfast, had his whole life ahead, had whole life ahead of it. I'm not sure if it's male or female, but had, had their whole life ahead of them, only to end up in a car with someone that they trusted to take care of them. How does a guardian forget the child was in the car? I don't know, what, what is it you can do that would distract you enough to forget? I got to hear the story. Abby's in Warren on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Abby. Hi, Steve. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I'm driving and I can't even... I can't even speak. This is just tragic and awful. I don't understand. I want to read about it. I don't know how seven hours could go by. Did it, did it dawn on them that the baby was there? Were they, did they have like uh, something tragic happen to them? That, I, I just don't get it. I feel horrible. And I am no one to judge anybody. But this is just so painful to even listen to. No, I get it. it. I am so sorry for the family, but I'm more sorry for this beautiful child whose life was wiped away. Abby, I could hear I could hear it in your voice. Sorry. You know, it's, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Thanks so much for calling New Jersey 101.5. There's got to be a story here. There's got to be a reason. I, I couldn't imagine going seven minutes without knowing where the child is, let alone forgetting for seven hours. Uh, there's got to be another shoot. There's got to be another story here. There's got to be a reason why this happened. I don't know what it is, but based on what you're hearing, what are you thinking? Brian is in Turnersville on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Brian. Hey, Steve. How's it going? How are you tonight? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. Uh, of course, devastating. Nobody ever wants to hear this stuff. Right. Uh, yeah, I've heard some crazy things about Sue, the car manufacturer, which doesn't make sense. But no, what did they do? People are just, people are just uh, you know, really saddened. So my, my take on it is, if it's the parents, you have to do something, even if it's just some sort of probation, just, just, for, just to have it out there. I know the real sentence is them living their life 
the the rest of their life without this child, knowing what they did. But you also you always hear stories about people that actually will kill their their own babies. So you don't want you don't want nothing to happen. So people start doing this as a way of. Well, there's got to be an investigation. Now, it says here yeah. the child's guardian. It doesn't say yeah. parents. So it, it, it says it, the child's well, guardian. Yeah, well, so if it's child's guardian, you know, maybe some sort of probation talk about, uh, you know, I, I don't know. You got to do something. But, uh, you know, to go back, if it ever was a parent, you can't really put them in jail. But you also got to make sure that it's not on purpose. So it's a, it's just a tough scenario, tough situation. I feel so bad for the family, the kid, who the person that did it. it. People make mistakes, and people are saying, how can you do it? People forget things. There's so much going through. How do you forget a, a baby, for a two-year-old, for seven uh, hours? I, there must have been a, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Eclipse? Monsoon? What? A brick on the head? I don't I don't understand how it could possibly hey, I, happen. I get it. And, and, and luckily, it doesn't happen. As, it happens a lot, but not as many times as. As it could. Don't so, that much. Yeah. Right, Brian, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Your thoughts? 1-800-283-101.5. Two-year-old child dies after being left in a car in Franklin Township for up to seven hours today. Your thoughts? Here's fast traffic. I'm Steve Trevelis. Number to get through is 1-800-283-101.5. This is not a good thing. This is a bad thing. A two-year-old child has died after being left in a car for up to seven hours in New Jersey. Uh, the Guardian apparently forgot the child was in the car, according to NBC News 4, uh, according to sources on, from their website. Uh, there are no words. What can you possibly say? How do you leave, how do you forget about a child, a two-year-old child in your care for over seven hours? Not trying to condemn, just trying to understand. Uh, there's got to be more to the story. And I think that we have to reserve judgment until we know the whole story or what's going on. Doesn't say the child's parent, says the child's guardian. So I don't know. What do you think? Denise is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Denise. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm good, thanks. I, I do agree with everything that you just said. Like, we do have to reserve judgment, whether, you know, we don't know if it was the parent or the guardian, whoever. I just, my heart goes out to just the family of this child. But my point is, yeah, how do you leave a child in a car and you don't even know for seven hours? But even if you're in your home, how do you not put your eyes on your two-year-old for seven hours? That's my that's seven my hours. question exactly. I mean, seven minutes. How do you you know you had children? I've got I, children. You you can't take your eyes off I of have them. Children, I have grandchildren, and you cannot take your eyes off of them. Even if they're sleeping, if you put them to bed to sleep, you mm. go in, you check on your child. Seven hours. That's just abusive. <laughs> that's the part that I do not understand. Denise, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Martin's in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Martin? Hello. How you doing? Well, I think whoever was left with this child should face maximum punishment. Like, that's child neglect with a death. There's no excuse for it. You took the responsibility of watching this child or taking care of this child, you should have sat there and been responsible enough, you should face the penalty. I have a three-year-old kid. 
Right. I don't sit there and take a shower without making sure somebody's watching her. Of course. That's the part I don't get. You know, you say child child neglect. Okay. That's exactly what that is. So there's no reason, you know, knowing that child neglect exists, then you have the responsibility to not neglect. You have the responsibility to make sure you know what's going on with that child for as long as they're in your custody. And for this person to say they forgot the child was in the car, I don't know what they could have been doing, but how how many, how many long can you go without the child's popping up in your head? Yeah, they're telling you to sit there and put something important in the back seat to remind you that your child's back there. Um, Your child's back there. That's the most important thing in the world. Yeah. That's what you need to remind you that your child's in the back seat. The fact that your child is in the back seat. Nancy's in Middletown on New Jersey 101.5. Nancy, I lose you. Okay, call back. Let's go to uh, Peggy's in North Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Peggy. Hello. How are you? Good. Yes, but regarding the incident in Franklin. Right. I just think that there's just no excuse. I have a child, and I kept my eyes on him every second of the day. I mean, at that age, you there's no way your child can be missing for seven hours, and you don't know where that child is. They're not hungry. They're not, you know, need to be changed. You're not thinking of it. That's the part that gets me. She, the guardian, he or she apparently forgot the child was in the car. But even if the child is in the car, uh-huh. at some point in time, you have to say, well, that child needs to be fed or yeah. take a nap or right. have your diaper changed. Exactly. Where is that child? That's my point. That they that how do you you it's impossible to forget a child. I guess not, according to this person, but that's what doesn't make any sense. Joanne is in Trenton on New Jersey one oh one point five. Hi Joanne. Hello. Um, I feel very sad for the family. Okay. But I will tell you that if it was someone who does not normally take this child to daycare, they could forget very easily because they don't do it every day. And that's why it could be in there for hours because they would have dropped them off at daycare and the child would have been at daycare with the diapers, the feeding and everything else. I, I just think that we cannot judge until we have the whole story and who it is. And it sounds like everybody wants to blame the person for not taking care of the child. I have a feeling it's someone who doesn't normally take care of the child. I used to put my son in the car and drive him around the block for two week, two blocks so he would fall asleep because he didn't sleep well. Right. And my car windows would be open and I would go out and bring him in when he woke up and I watched and everything. So I really think we're judging someone that we should not be judging right now. Well, like I said, you know, let's wait till we get the whole story. But having said that, now, I don't know. I haven't seen anywhere where this person was dropping the child off at daycare. I haven't seen They're anything like that. Us. Okay, so based on what we know, I don't know. You know, again, if if the guardian apparently forgot the child was in the car, then that doesn't mean they thought they dropped him off at daycare. 
You know what I'm saying? I it don't understand. Been, it could have been a person going to work. Right, but if that's a, but normally how, does not drop them off at daycare. That's what I'm trying to say. I understand completely, but how do you forget the person is in? You're saying I thought I dropped them off at daycare. You're not forgetting. You're saying in your mind they're not there, right? But the idea that they no. were there and you forgot that they were there—that's the part I have trouble no. with. No, what I'm saying is yes. that if it's something you don't do on a daily basis, you drive to work. No, and no, they I, all I, said, I, I and even that. earlier, they said you don't realize how many lights you hit and how many songs you heard coming to work. And and if the child is sleeping, you're not going to remember if the child is in your car. I, I've seen my neighbors drive off with their coffee cup on their hood or the roof, uh, the roof of the car, because they didn't know not, it was there. But a coffee cup is not a child. Joanne, I get it. Thanks for the calls in New Jersey 101.5. Again, if the if the person isn't used to having uh, someone in the car, a child in the car, they're driving around without the you know with the child in the car. They don't realize the child is in the car. They leave the car. I still can't wrap my head around how someone could who's got custody of a child could not know or forget about that child for seven hours. I, I, and, and you know what, Cheryl makes a great point. What do you think? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Chevalise. It's 7.30. Now the latest New Jersey news. New Jersey weather brought to you by PSE&G. PSE&G offers discounts, rebates, and services that can save you energy and money at home and at work. Find out how at PSEG.com slash energy efficiency today. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. You know, about 3 o'clock this afternoon, I was in Montgomery with my sons. Uh, my, uh, we have a coach. Uh, my son's a quarterback, and he's getting coaching from a terrific guy named Matt Bastardi, uh, who's, uh, you know, he's turned quarterback into like a cottage industry, and he's really good at it. Uh, but my point is, it was so friggin' hot. It was so hot that... The air conditioner in the car, you know, when it was like in the 90s and you turn on your air conditioner and you got it all the way down to low and you're still not getting cold air. And it's not an old car. It's a it's a minivan. It's a Pacifica. And it was that hot. And then you hear about this two-year-old uh, child in Franklin Township who uh, the guardian forgot the child was in the car for up to seven hours and you don't even want to think about how this poor child died, who woke up this morning with the whole world in front of it. I'm not sure it was male or female. You know, uh, it's it just it just it crushes you. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Have you ever been in a situation? Have you ever um, left your child for any amount of time? You know, there are people that think it's okay. There are people, we've talked about this before, where they run into the store and run out and leave the kid in the seat. Yeah, I would never do that. I could never do that. For, for Forget about the heat, the abduction possibilities. Frank is in Howell on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Frank. Hi, how you doing? I'm good, Frank. How are you? Uh, thank you. First, thank you for taking my call. Uh-huh. I hit home with the, uh, the loss of a child. I lost a child 30 years ago in a car accident. Oh, I'm so sorry. But at the age of 15, and he never lived that down. All I'm hearing now is that what can we do to go against the person that was responsible? 
my thing is with all the technology that we do in cars today, why can't we come out with something? What would that be? Car, and you walk out of the car. Right. Getting for whatever. That an alarm goes out. I mean, we, we, Tulsa makes cars that you can drive without putting your hands on a wheel. Yet we don't have anything. No, no, but Frank, I, I get your point, but what? give me an idea. Like, What would you do? How would you do that? How would the car know that someone's in there? Usually a two-year two child, right. two-year-old child is in a car seat. Right. It's strapped in, and there's weight, some weight that's put on that seat. Okay. When you sit in your car, and you drive, and you go out, and you don't have your seatbelt on, the alarm goes off, and today, which is great, which is great, because I like to listen to sports, if I'm driving my car and I have my seatbelt on, it cuts the radio off. I can't listen to my sports. Yeah, but that only works if you're in the car, right? If this person is locked in the car, then how would you how would you know? Is the car unless you have it on your app or something? How would you know? I, I'm just I'll just throw this out as a thing. No, I get what you say. I completely get what you're saying. I'm taking your idea and trying to advance the ball. I just don't have an idea as to how that could happen. If this, the seatbelt is somehow or the, the, the seatbelt or the, the uh, right the seat belt is in, it's somehow attached to when they lock the door to get out. That would have to be, I guess, the driver's side. Right. I mean, this, I'm just throwing out. No, I completely get it. I completely get it. But somehow, and then the other thing I see is that everybody has the uh, the signs on the back of their car. Don't leave your kids in the car. Well, maybe she put something. Nobody intentionally. She didn't. This person, where it was a woman, from what I'm seeing on television, didn't intentionally leave the child in the car. So it's not like they need to be reminded. If she actually forgot, Frank, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Then it's not. It's not premeditated. You know what I'm saying? Steve is in Woodbridge on New Jersey 101.5. Steve, up. Yes. Hi. How you doing? Good, you? Okay. Your thoughts? I'm just uh, stating um, my vehicle, if I put somebody in the back seat, next time I go to park, the alarm goes off that somebody's in the back seat. All right? All right, now, wait a minute. That's very good. Now, you, what kind of car do you have? I have a Chevy pickup truck. All right, so, All right. and if you uh, have somebody... Most of, them, most, no. most, of, most of them are set up that way, so brand that, new. All right, so that if you have if somebody in the back seat and you turn the car off, the alarm goes off. Yes. Brilliant. Put somebody we in solved a, the problem of the last back. caller. <laughs> huh? We solved the problem of the last caller. I like that. I like that. Okay. All right. Okay, now the second thing is... Right. Why didn't the daycare center call them and said you were stroked... We don't know that it's a daycare center. I have not seen that. Somebody called and interjected the idea that it could have been. But from what I'm looking at right here, I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing a line that says the child's guardian apparently forgot the child was in the car. I'm trying to figure out how one could actually forget to do that. But thanks for the call. Matt's in Brick on New Jersey 101.5. Matthew, what's up? Hey, Steve. What's going on? How much? What are you thinking? I'm a 33-year-old father. I have two kids, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. I'm just uh, reiterating on the last caller. I drive a 21 Hyundai Palisade. Right. And like what they said, every time you turn the car off, it says, look in the back seat. My car actually has sensors in the second row and the third row in the ceiling that 
they detect motion. So if it detects anything, it'll beep. You can't leave the cars these days with somebody in the back seat. I didn't know that technology existed. I was trying when somebody when you oh, called earlier. I'm trying to figure out well, how would you I mean, do I don't it? Know what type of car this child was? In I imagine they didn't have that. But I think now you could. It, you can't do that. Yeah, it should be mandatory in all cars going forward when you see something like this. Yeah. But yeah, so, I didn't realize so that when you do turn the car off, and if anyone's in the back seat or there's a weight in the back seat, I guess or the or the yeah, seat, the baby seat, they'll tell you. Feelings, yeah. All right, good stuff. Yeah. Matt, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Tom, let me give you more time. All right, here's what's going on. We've been talking about this now for three hours. Jeff and Kylie did it for two. A two-year-old child died after being left in a car up to seven hours in New Jersey, in Franklin Township. They've confirmed the death of a two-year-old child following reports that he was left unattended in a car. I'm not sure if it was male or female, but either way, how do you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. You want to work with an agent who has buyers lined up and can get your home sold fast, call Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage and start looking for your new home today. Eugene and May called Rob to sell their Homedale home because they wanted to move to Florida. Calling Rob is always the best idea if you want to reach your goals without delay. And there was no delay. It took only nine days for there to be five showings and multiple offers. They accepted an offer for $830,000 in cash, which was $30,000 over the list price. The extra cash will no doubt come in handy in finding the next home in Florida. Robert Dukansky has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. No worries if your situation changes. You can get out of the contract at any time. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855 350 that's 855-350-1015 or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com or Google robsellsnj and start packing. Wherever the road takes New Jersey weather brought to you by the New Jersey Department of Human Services. Opioid addiction can happen to anyone. It doesn't matter how you started or why you can't stop. All that matters is getting help. You'll find it at 844-REACH-NJ. If you or someone you love is struggling with addiction, make the call to 844-REACH-NJ. Steve Trebleys. It was a hot one today. And there's nothing smooth about this. A two-year-old child died after being left in a car for up to seven hours this afternoon. This happened in Franklin Township. Your thoughts. Let's go to uh, Tom in Basking Ridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Tom. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm uh, good, thank you. I'm a father of four. Right. And I raised kids. I, I never left them in the car. Even when I stopped just at a 7-Eleven, I always took them in with me. Right. But I do understand that you can get distracted. And I, I don't know the circumstances, so I don't really have a lot to comment on about that. But I heard one of your callers earlier talking about, um, you know, how you could warn the parents that they left somebody in the back seat. I mean, they've got sensors now that tell you whether or not, that know whether or not somebody's sitting in the seat to turn your airbag on or off. Well, if they got that kind of sensor, they could put it in the back seat. And if, if it senses that there's no one in the front seat and there's still something in the back seat, they could send an alarm off. Or the baby seat. And that's the thing. People were saying yeah. that this, this, this technology already exists in newer cars. Uh, What's going to happen now is some politician is going to introduce legislation to make it mandatory in all cars. Right. I mean, my, my car even knows if my hands are on the steering wheel. Yeah, I'm telling you, what they'll do is they'll sell, probably they'll be able to build it into the baby car seat. 
and you'll get the car. You'll be in the car seat. You'll be able to hook it up to your electrical system, and that's the way it'll work. I, I think it's a great idea. Somebody's going to make a lot of money hearing this. Not us, Tom, but somebody's going to make a lot of money hearing this. Isn't it that way always? Exactly. Brittany's in Bedminster on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Brittany. Hey, guys. What's up? How much? How were you? Good. Um, yeah, so I was just watching the news a little earlier, like maybe an hour or so ago. I saw, like, the crime scene was like a gray Honda in the driveway of a house, a single right. home. Right. And figuring the hours that it took to figure out the child was there, like, I'm almost thinking it would have been around 7 or 8 a.m. And I'm thinking, like, I used to be a CNA and work different shifts. And if you're working the night shift and going to pick up your kids, and then you come home and you're, like, exhausted, it's not the shift you're used to, you immediately go to bed. And maybe that's why they didn't realize it for seven hours. I don't know if someone, if you have a child in your responsibility, I don't know how you cannot be focused on that child. As a father of two, I don't know. For hours, I've been listening for like hours and trying to figure it out. And I'm like, that's the only thing I could come up with is how you could leave a kid for so long and not realize it. Unless the person, unless the guardian was injured or incapacitated themselves. I, I can't think, I don't know. I, I, I get it. You get it, right? If I said, Brittany, watch this two-year-old child. You're not going to just leave it somewhere, right? And you're going to you're going to be on top of things. I, I, I don't understand how this could happen. I want to hear the story. I want to hear when it comes up. You know what's going to happen, what the explanation is, because there's got to be one. Well, the neighbor on the news said he watched the mother come out to the car. She collapsed. They ended up taking her to the hospital. So, like, she obviously didn't realize or didn't know. So it could have been someone else, or it could have been herself that you know came home from a long shift, didn't realize it. Well, do we know that she worked a long shift, or is this something you're just throwing in to figure I, out some kind of an explanation? Here's what I'm saying is I, I'm trying to think for hours and hours. Right. So you don't know that she worked a long shift. You're just saying, what if she did? For seven whole hours, the only thing I could think of is you were too exhausted and fell asleep or something else, because if you're, if you're awake... You wouldn't do it. So maybe she fell asleep for seven hours. All right. Brittany, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Sylvia, Brenda, Karen, hang out. We'll take this into the next hour. New Jersey 101.5. Nobody to talk to me on is 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. You and me till 11 o'clock tonight talking Jersey. Union High School teacher Nicholas Ferroni calling in a little while. Right now, though, we've been uh, dealing with the tragic news of this uh, two-year-old child that was uh, left abandoned in a car in Franklin Township for over seven hours. Uh, of course, the child died. The guardian uh, for apparently forgot the child was in the car. And uh, we've been taking your thoughts on it, uh, your reaction. Uh, it's one of those deals where when something this tragic happens in New Jersey, we all come together and talk about it. We're like the town square of New Jersey. This is where we come. And uh, this is where we discuss. And Sylvia's in Monroe Township on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Sylvia. Hi. How you doing? How are you? Good, you? I'm Okay. What are you thinking? They're good. What am I thinking? Well, first of all, totally heartbroken 
totally heartbroken. But here's my solution. You put your baby or a toddler or a child in the back seat of the car. Leave the one thing you're not going to forget, your phone, your briefcase, your purse. Put it on the seat next to them. You're not going to forget it. You're not going to forget the kid. Doesn't that just seem so strange that the kid wouldn't be important enough to forget that you would have to put your car keys or your cell phone there as well? Yeah, it's it's sad but true. Sad yeah. but true. People people are just people will not forget their cell phone, but they will forget a baby. I just can't believe it, Sylvia. Thanks for the call. My heart goes out to this poor person. You know, who was uh, sitting beside the car on the curb. Uh, it's it, Again, breaks your heart. Brenda's in Roselle on New Jersey 101.5. Brenda, what have you been seeing? Yeah, how are you, Steve? Good, you? Okay, this is very upsetting. Um, I watched on the news that they showed the car in the driveway, and um, the parents were in the house. They were home. Now, I can't understand that. How could you, like, even if he went to the store or she went to the store with the baby, and then wouldn't the husband or the wife say, well, where's uh, little Linda at or something, you know? I, right. I don't understand this whole thing. How could So the parents were in know? the house and the baby was in the car? Yeah. Both parents were home, they said. Oh, my God. Yeah. So how in the world can, like, can this happen, like, uh... You know how babies are, like, uh, mommy, this and that, and crawling around well, and everything. You're just in your head. Where's my kid? Right? Whether, yeah, no matter what yeah. they're doing, in your head, in your mind, all you're thinking about is, where is the baby? And the other thing is, you enjoy being with the baby. You want to play with the right. baby. You want to be, you know what I mean? I, I, don't, I can't imagine somebody forgetting about a kid for seven hours. Either, and for that long of a stretch of a time, I mean, you know, something ain't right here. I don't, I just don't understand this. Like, one of them had to say, well, where's little Linda at or something? Either the mother or the father. But yeah. both parents were were home when this this little baby's in the car for seven hours. We got to get the rest of the story. Brenda, we got to get the rest of the story. Diane is in Princeton under Jersey 101.5. Hi, Diane. Hi, how are you? I'm good, you? Get my call. Sure. Um, all right. Uh, you know, it, it, this is really devastating, um, and you don't know the, uh, as, you know, we don't know if it was, was it the, I only know what I've heard on my drive home on 287 um, since you started talking about it, so I don't know too many details, but I do have to say, um, speaking from experience, 19 years ago, I used to be a letter carrier right. and, um, and delivering mail in the summer. And I recall a uh, resident coming up to me uh, and, are you okay? Are you okay? And um, I just looked at the person. I'm like, you know, dazed and I'm confused. Right. Um, and she turned me around and she looked. She's like, you're dropping all the mail. I did not know where I was, right. what I was supposed to be doing. So, you know, um, this time of year, it's so important, especially with, with people who have children and, and you know, and, and pets in the car. Um, you know, you, you need to take care of yourself and on, on these hot, humid days and everything. Oh, yeah. You don't realize. Stay hydrated. Yeah. You don't know. I drove my mail truck back to the facility. Wow. And when I went to the emergency, the doctor's like, are you kidding me? 
and, I, and you don't know and you don't realize. You know, we're, we all think we're infallible and we all think that we're, you know, um, my heart goes out to these parents. This is something that they will never be, they will have to live every single day of their lives with. And, and it's just devastating. And it's so important. We have to physically take care of ourselves and to remember we need to stay hydrated. We need to, you know, uh, be mindful because just a simple thing of being dehydrated, it makes you forgetful. It makes you, you know, confused. It makes you, you, and, and people say, um, how could you forget you have a child? Well, I forgot I was doing my job and delivering mail. So you're and saying then, that it was the heat that is making that is oh. making her forget. All right, Diane, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. We'll never know. You know, we'll never know. I want to hear the story when it comes out. I want to hear the full explanation because it's got to come out. She's going to be charged. Jim is in Bedminster on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jim. Hey, how you doing? This is my call. Sure. Um, I'm a little... Taking it back and a little baffled and be quick about it. Yeah. So you had a call earlier, Brittany, and I, I think what she was going for was a good, it was, it was, we don't know the full story, but I do understand what she's coming from. Um, it could be simple as a parent who works two jobs, who picked their child up in the morning, exhausted and tired, completely forgot and just went in the house and fell asleep. Right. Um, but I've heard people say, oh, well, my, my car tells me I have sensors in the back when this happens. Who knows if the person has a, a 2002 Tesla with sensors all over to tell them who's outside or who's in the back seat? The person who's driving a 1952 Buick, for all we know. Like, well, we're saying, but they're, they're just saying. They're not saying that that's the problem. What they're saying is somebody said what they should do is invent this, and then other people called to say, no, the technology exists. It's in some of these cars. That's all that was. Right. But nobody's saying that it was in that car. No, no, nobody. I have not heard anybody say that it was in that. It was in that car that could be alive, right? Right. Now, imagine. I agree with you a thousand percent. Um, but I also haven't heard anybody say like there's other possibilities. It, it seems I'm listening to all these stories and people talking, and they're hinting towards a negative, which we don't know the full story of. Well, give me a positive. Give me a way that it could be rationalized, because I really don't know. What have you got in mind? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 39 year old man. My father left me in a car before. Right. He got out the car, the grown man, when I was a kid, and the car. He didn't realize the car was even running. He went to go deliver something, and the car ran down the street, and he had to jump in the car, not thinking about it. Wow. That's happened to me. What were you thinking about while that was happening? That was fun. <laughs> okay. But unfortunately, this child didn't have the same. Unfortunately, this child lost his life, and it's not the same. Absolutely. Outcome. You know, I understand that. But like it, accidents happen. I, I have friends who's had kids in the house, and they turn around and look out, and the kids outside playing. You don't know the kid, you know things. No, no, I get what you're saying. What we've got to do, we gotta get the whole story. Jim, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Your thoughts? Two-year-old child dies after being left in a car for up to seven hours in Franklin Township. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. How does it make you feel? What goes through your head when you hear this? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelace. This is New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. Steve Trevelace, 1-800-283-101.5. Tomorrow night, we got Trevia, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. Johnny Gemini Lombardi will be back in the studio. Uh, Justin Gonzalez, a good time will be had by all. Uh, be off Thursday night. 
long Labor Day weekend I think I'll be taking. Eric Potts, Michelle Palenza will be filling in for me. But right now, this is such an incredible tragedy. Two-year-old child dies after being left in a car for up to seven hours. It happened in Franklin Township and uh, around 2 o'clock this afternoon. Stewart is in Washington, D.C. on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Stewart. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fine. Stuart, can you, like, pick up the phone and just speak into it? Yeah, is that better? Oh, much better. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think it's ridiculous to leave a child in a hot car. Yeah, you're not the only one. I don't understand, like, how it could happen. Apparently, the uh, Guardian said they forgot. Fine. All right, Stuart, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Stuart, he don't say much. But when he does say something, he don't say much. All right. Uh, your thoughts. I mean, there are no words, as I said so many times. Trying to figure out, trying to wrap my head around this. Apparently, the people were in the house. Now, this is the new thing that we've got from uh, News 4. Law enforcement sources with knowledge of the situation told NBC New York the child may have been left in the car in Somerset County for up to seven hours before they were found around 2 p.m. The child's guardian apparently forgot the child was in the car. Neighbors said that a young girl was found in the backseat of the car parked in the driveway. Law enforcement officials said it was unclear if she was in a car seat. Authorities have notified the New Jersey Northern Regional Medical Examiner's Office, who will be responding to conduct the investigation. No further details will be released at this time while investigators conduct their investigation. Uh, according to uh, Deputy G. Frank Roman, who said this in a statement. Now, neighbors on the quiet suburban street, and it appeared that the parents did not realize the child was in the car, they said the police opened the doors and then knocked on the front door of the home. One neighbor said that a woman who appeared to be the mother collapsed on the front lawn after investigators spoke with her and was taken away in an ambulance. Another neighbor said the father came out of the home shortly later and screamed in anguish. Uh, Roman said it's unclear if the vehicle was locked or unlocked. The car was being towed away uh, hours later. Your thoughts. 1-800-283-101.5. What an incredible tragedy. I don't understand how no one could know that this child was in the car. Rosemary's in Lambertville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Rosemary. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. You? Wonderful. Thank you. I just think that that's insane. I had two children. They're both adults now. But how do you forget a two-year-old child for seven hours? That's somebody that didn't either want to be a parent anymore or someone who doesn't deserve to be a parent. The part, Either way, it's the, it's a sad situation. Yeah. And they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent. Well, let's see what the story is and you know before we make that decision, I imagine if you know if they if if it warrants it, they absolutely will do it. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I can't understand the idea that they could forget you know, that's the part I get. I, I can't understand that they could forget. I could understand, you know, that maybe uh, we didn't know that the child was in the car and that maybe the child crawled into the car and we didn't know it. Uh, that could be. But I don't understand how we forgot he was in the car. So, uh, Sandy's in Old Bridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Sandy. Hi. So I got to say that 
I'm outraged by this. Right. Because even if you forgot for a few minutes your kid was in the car, the, the child was two years old. You don't know where your two-year-old is in the house for seven hours? Yeah. This is, this is beyond abuse, I think. I, I don't know what it is. You know, I, I, they didn't seem like they, they seem like they're genuinely distraught about it. So, I mean, they didn't know. You could be distraught about it and not be a good parent. Yeah. But again, we, I want to get the story before I make judgment on that. But thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I just want to know. I want, for my own uh, edification, what the hell, what happened? Sam's in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Sam. Hey, Steve. How are you? It's your old friend, Sam. Sam, what's going uh, on? Do you remember me? I do. Uh, uh, yeah, my thoughts on it, um, you know, I feel that it's drug-related. Drug-related? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, the, they might have... Now, they don't know whether it was the mother or the father, right? I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, if, especially if it's a guardian... You know, they had to be on something. Maybe they went to buy it and uh, left the kid in there. Um, well, they were in the house, uh, and the car was parked outside the house. So I don't know if they went in to buy anything. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what um, I got here. All right, well, that that, that changes things. Other than, and that's just pure, uh, you know, unresponsible people. Um, still can't figure out how they wouldn't know. I can't either. I, I we got to get the story, Sam. We got to get the story. I, I'm dying to hear this explanation. I'm dying to hear how this could play out. Yeah, I mean, I've been guilty of it. I, you know, had when my kids were small, I ran into like a Seven Eleven, but I made sure that I could see them. You know, but you're thinking about them. You're not forgetting it. I mean, that's the point. You have it on your mind. They just apparently, according to this, forgot the child was in the car. Yeah. That's what doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Sam, thanks for the call. Jacob's in East Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Jake, how are you? I'm good, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. How are you? I'm good. What are you thinking? I mean, this is a tragedy. You know, it's no other way to put it. And I'm sure that the parents, regardless of what happens to them, they're going to prosecute themselves, and they're oh, never yeah. going to get over this. Of course not. But, you know, what's funny, what I've, what I've read online Apparently, this happens a lot more than people, you know, your callers are um, understanding because it just happened in Texas in June. I saw that. It happened It happened in Canada in September. It happened in Texas again, and it happened in Florida. This is all within the last, like, few months. Right. And apparently, they call it, uh, it's a syndrome. They call it, you know, forgotten baby syndrome. It's a syndrome? I mean, well, I guess what they're trying to say is, is that this is something that happens a lot more than, than, you know, than people think. And it's not, you know, most of the time it's not really a situation where it's neglect or anything like that. It's just really people forgetting, distract, being, being distracted. I've never and, heard of such a thing, but I hope that if they do figure that out, they got to come up with a cure the next day. Right. I, I 100% yeah. I agree. You know, we, we're not hearing about it that much. Jake, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. But, you know, if that's the case, this makes absolutely no sense. How does a parent forget about the child for seven hours and be reminded? And imagine getting that call. 
you know, 1-800-283-101.5, saddest part of all. Uh, Nicholas Ferroni, Union High School teacher. Governor Murphy's uh, going to go to Washington to figure out how to get more teachers in New Jersey. You got any ideas? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. You got any ideas? For, to get more teachers? Yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, pay them more. I was thinking, go down and say, listen, we got the best mozzarella. You come <laughs> with me. You want to taste good we mozzarella? We got the best gravy. We got right? the best gravy. To mo- make you, I'll make you broccoli rob in every school. You show up. 830. Now the latest New Jersey news. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Uh, Nicholas Ferroni is uh, one of the top educators in the country. He was voted People Magazine's sexiest teacher. He's one of the top 25 fittest men in the country. And uh, whenever he gets a platform, he uses it to advance the platform of teaching and being a teacher. And if you ask him what his biggest credit is, he would say Union High School teacher. And he joins us now. Nick Ferroni, are you still one of the top 25 fittest men in the country? I think I've lost that title a few years ago, but it's nice that you keep bringing that. <laughs> I mean, your mother had to take that as an insult that she can't, you know, really. I'll eat, eat, hey, come on. <laughs> How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing great. You know, we've been talking about this for the last couple of days. Last night we talked about the uh, Penn Salkin, uh elementary school teacher who's got 900,000 followers on Instagram and people are upset about the clothes she wears, which I didn't have a problem with, but... Uh, you know, and then we talk about how hard it is, and she was talking about how hard it is to find teachers. Governor Murphy's now going to the White House to brainstorm about solving the teacher shortage in New Jersey. And I don't know anyone who advocates more for teachers and teaching than you do. So I needed to get you on here. What are your thoughts? I appreciate that. And again, I'm not the best teacher in the state, in the country, or even in my school, but I try to remind people that there's so many amazing educators. And the irony is, you said, obviously, People Magazine naming the sexiest teacher alive. Uh, whenever I do press, I'm very quick to bring up the fact that if that was a female teacher, she would have probably lost her job, which does not obviously fall ignorant on me knowing that because of just how society is. And seeing the story about the teacher, it's absolutely insane to me, the fact that they're attacking her for her existing. Yeah. Nothing else. No. And, it, and, it, and we've seen plenty of those situations, and they aren't being like, I posted a picture in a bathing suit, and people are like, you think that's a perfect? I'm like, I'm at the beach. It's not sexual. If you objectify someone, that is on you. If you sexualize someone, that is on you. Exactly. Unless they're going out of their way to call attentive, like call attention to it. Like, that's on you. Teachers are not human beings. We're not, we're, we're not within society's norms. I can't go to the beach. And you know? that- so it's just, it's so interesting to me because it, we're held to such... I wish people held themselves to the same standard as they hold teachers. So now, what do we do to get more teachers? It used to be such an attractive job. You know, everybody wanted to be a teacher. So many kids went to school to be a teacher. Now, what, you know, what is the reason? Is it because of uh, standardized testing or not being able to be, to teach the way you want to teach or used to be able to teach? Or what took the allure out of the job, Nick? There's always been impossible expectations. I didn't realize half the stuff of what teachers did until I became one. I didn't realize that when I saw my teachers working jobs at the beach or, or in stands or delivering pizza, they had to. I didn't realize when I was using supplies in the classroom, they bought those supplies. I also didn't realize that, I mean, I'm, I, I'm 
guilty of being exposed to sexism because teaching is a predominantly female job and we do not value the work of women. If teaching was 78% men, it would be a six figure year job. And, and that's something, the pay, the lack of resources. And now we're politicizing teachers. Every new segment is trying to demonize and, and attack and criticize teachers. We have parents showing up to board meetings to complain about things that are not happening when they should be complaining that their teachers, their child's teachers working an extra job and doesn't have the supplies that they need. Like, it's just, we want to teach. We are leaving our dream jobs and that should scare everybody. Right. So now what can be done? Governor Murphy and Mr. Deeds has gone through the White House. What is it he can come back with? What ideas? If he was if he was coming to uh, Union, New Jersey and sitting at the Ferroni table, what would you tell him? Well, I mean, it's what I'm going to tell you is what teachers have been shouting for decades. Pay teachers a livable wage. You should not have your child's teacher working an extra job to survive. Make sure that the student rosters, make sure that there's fewer students in classrooms so that way teachers could actually get to know them. If you really do care about a student's mental health, you'll make sure that counselors only have a certain number of students so they can actually counsel students. I know counselors who have 300 kids in their caseload. And it's like little things like that that make such a big difference. Yeah, and... Not only that, but the parent, the te- the kids look up to the teacher. They're so influenced by a teacher. How much of responsibility does the teacher have when it comes to the child, especially when there are so many children in class? How do you get the time to devote? And you find a way to do it to each and every kid to make them feel part of things, to make them feel special. It's impossible. Imagine you have 40 minutes to talk to get talked and spend time with 40 people. I can't imagine how elementary school teachers do it. If I was a parent, we need parents help more than ever. We are in this together. If I am a parent, I'm going to trust the person who spends 180 days with my child, who feeds my child, who nurtures my child. Parents should be at board meetings complaining about lack of resources, class sizes are too big, and the fact that their teachers are so underpaid, they're working extra jobs in the evening. That's what we need parents help with. Uh, Nick, and uh, should teachers have dress codes? Absolutely. I mean, in California, I would expect to wear a bathing suit to class, but, there you go. but not in New Jersey. All right. All right. I just got to, to get that out there. All right, what, final question. What advice would you give to someone who's considering becoming a teacher? I would say that it is, it is the best job in the world. We are fighting to improve conditions and situations, so there's more of a supply and less of a demand. But it's, it's, it's a calling. Just know that there are teachers and there are people fighting to improve the pay just like there have always been. And hopefully things will be better by the time they do come in this profession. But their students are waiting for them. And they're going to have such an impact on the lives of the kids who are in their classroom. And I, I always say I love teaching. I just hate what comes with being a teacher. And uh, there is so much. Do you see? Do you see this getting better by the time you retire many years from now? I just I, I thought after the pandemic, when teachers were on pedestals, being sainted and celebrated every day because parents realized what we do on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But I, there's just a big push to to, and there's a lot of opponents trying to privatize and trying to profit off of education. When all teachers want to do is just be in the best positions to care for, nurture, empower, and educate their students. And based on that, how do you feel about standardized testing? There, 
Standardized testing is, there is a need for it. There, there are certain benefits to standardized testing. But the fact that it's for profit and we test kids in this country more than any other country that far exceeds us academically should say a lot. Uh, we, we, I mean, I think on the average student is, is standardized test at least 20 or 30 times in their K through 12 career. That's insane. Uh, and a lot of teachers will tell you there's so much that we can't know about or can't learn about our students. But the other thing I always say, Steve, if Jimi Hendrix and Picasso were evaluated based on a standardized test, we've never known they were geniuses. That's a great point. That's an Artie Lang, another one. That's a great point. Yeah, I never would have known. Lang, the kid who was the troublemaker, who's right? now a successful person because his teacher took a skill and utilized it because that's what he was gifted for. And that's a great example. Nick, anytime you want to come on, anything you want to talk about, you always welcome your family here. Thank you so much, D. I appreciate it. Have a great week. Thank you. I'm going to enjoy the last few weeks of summer. You got it. Go enjoy. Uh, eat. Eat something. <laughs> That's Nick Ferroni. All right, Bob, Mike, don't go anywhere. What do we do to get more people into teaching in New Jersey? All Jersey. In the summer, New Jersey 101.5 is giving you a free getaway to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. This is the last week to listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on the New Jersey 101.5 app to win. There's three winners every day. Thanks to our sponsor, the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Atlantic City, where legendary entertainment lives, making an endless summer with a free AC getaway from New Jersey, 101.5. All right. Mr. Deeds goes to Washington. Governor Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Governor Murphy goes to Washington to brainstorm about solving the teacher shortage. I don't know. Can you say more money? Bob is in Marlboro on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Bob. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. How about you? Good, good. So, basically, I have a daughter-in-law who teaches in Philly who would love to teach in Jersey but can't because of the residency requirement. Now, I know a lot of teachers that come out from that live out in Jersey that teach in New York. So, if they would just relax the residency uh, requirement, I think that that would ease up a lot of teaching jobs here in New Jersey. You mean like if they got out of New York? Like if they allowed them to live in New Jersey. I don't understand why. You know what? I totally agree with that. I don't understand why you can't live out of state. Correct. Yeah, it's the same thing with, you know, my father was a fireman, and we couldn't move to Marlboro from Union City until they relaxed that rule for the firemen and the police. And, you know, but, yeah, I mean, you should be able to live wherever you want. As long as you can do your job, why should that be a problem? Exactly, and I think that would give them, you know, more teachers in New Jersey because people would want to leave those areas in New York. You think people would want to commute, to live in New York and commute to New Jersey just to teach? Absolutely. I know people in uh, in my town that are, that are commuting to New York that are teachers. Well, that may I, that makes sense. I just find it weird that people would want to stay in. Like, if you're going to teach in New Jersey, it seems like it would be make more sense to just move here. No. Yeah, it's it's more money in New York. Well, maybe no. I get what you say. I mean, I'm you know even if they so they have to they can't live out of they can't live out of, out of state. They can live out of district. Right. Okay. Yeah, I would go for that. All right, Bob, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, whatever it takes. If you can live in another city, why can't you live in another state? Mike's in Hamilton on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? I'm good. How about you? 
Good. To follow up on the previous point, not just residency requirements, also where you get certified. I can speak from my own experience. My wife moved here from Europe, having a master's degree in education and had six years of teaching experience. She applied with the New Jersey Department of Education, and after reviewing her credentials, they said, hey, we will guarantee you equivalency of an associate's degree, and you basically have to redo your whole education and teaching certification before we allow you to teach in New Jersey. Why? That's their rules. We, we tried multiple times, multiple different avenues. She was told flat out that unless you are educated and got your degree from a university in New Jersey, they will not certify you. <sighs> well, that's something else they got to work on. Even yeah. with a master's degree from another country, which is really not fair. If you look at doctors in America, engineers, etc., come here with no issues, but New Jersey makes it an issue for teachers. Well, if anything, if you can get the teacher and give them some kind of a test to understand they we know that they understand the curriculum and you know the way things are done in this country i guess that would be enough i don't see why if you've got a master's degree in another country depending on what you're teaching also you know I mean, she has a master's in math which is a was under staff right yeah, I don't. I don't understand why they would make them do. They would make her do that. If anything, they could test her. I mean, why not test her based on what their master's degree is? And if she's able to pass it, then just give it to her. Why make her go through all that time? Uh, trust me, I've been. We've been fighting this battle for six years now. Short of now, her redoing college, it's not going to work. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, you win it, Mike. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. We'll have uh, the story of Nick Ferroni tomorrow on NJ1015.com. A great interview. It'll be on the website. Uh, go on the podcast. Go on my page on the podcast. And you'll hear it. If you're a teacher in New Jersey, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense that we have such an incredible teacher shortage. Especially when after the pandemic, right, teachers were heroes during the pandemic. And then all of a sudden, like overnight, that designation just uh, completely went away. This is Eric Scott. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Steve Trevelis, can you through the night? 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, tomorrow night's Trevia, music, movies, television, New Jersey. New Jersey 101.5. Got a boat show passes to give out. Johnny Gemini Lombardi's going to be back here. Justin Gonzalez going to be back here. It's going to be so much fun. In the meantime, uh, Nicholas Ferroni was on, Union High Teacher, par excellence in the last hour, talking about uh, all things teaching and uh, Governor Murphy's going to Washington to try to figure out how to get more teachers to New Jersey. Has the thought of paying them more than anyone's mind? So they don't have to work extra jobs. So they don't have to foot the bill for your kids uh, for pencils and all kinds of sundries that maybe they haven't gone to school with or maybe their parents can't afford, but the teachers foot the bill. Um, talk about unsigned heroes. One of the things that's going to be happening in New Jersey, my sister's a teacher, and I was speaking to her about this on the way in. We are now uh, once again going right to the standardized testing in September. The start strong assessments at the beginning of the school year as a substitute test after uh, skipping the typical spring exams in 2021. We will do so again to start this year. So now they're going to start this year with start strong standardized testing. 
This is where kids are going to go right back into school. So the idea of like, you know, come be a teacher, come make a a difference, come influence children, influence the growth of America, mold the future out the window. Come in in September, teach the standardized test. And we got another one coming up in April. We got another one uh, coming up at the end of the year, the NJSIAs. Uh, How much standardized testing can you give kids? And how do you, you know, how do you keep kids interested? Is it really worth all this standardized testing? Do we really need it? How do you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. How can teachers teach when all they do is teach to a test? So you teach the kid enough to pass the test, and then when it's all over, everybody forgets everything, and you move on with the rest of your life. How do you feel about this? This is from NJ.com, and it's Michael Simon's story. Why test in September? Uh, Without a second straight year of Start Strong, the state wouldn't be able to compare year-to-year progress on standardized testing until the second half of 2023. After next spring's administration in the New Jersey student learning assessments is scored. Uh, I just don't see the point. I would rather have my kids learn. You know, how about instead of testing, we teach? Would that be such a bad thing? 1-800-283-101.5. And where are you on this? We had some people call in during the news. Uh, then they dropped off. They want to talk about standardized testing. So you know what? I'll talk about standardized testing. I don't see the need for it. I think there's way too much. I would much rather, you know, you remember the moments with your teacher. You remember the moments. Who's your favorite teacher? Not because they taught you how to pass a standardized test. How much do you remember from the standardized test? What are you thinking, Kyle? So I was just listening to you in there, and I wanted to give you the student perspective of it because not only do I think standardized... Do you know one? (laughs) (laughs) Not Not only do I think standardized testing is incredibly dumb, but... I feel like the entire process of school and having everything be for a grade and have it not for a grade, but you, like you said, you're learning for the test, but then once the test is over, you forget, forget, I don't right. remember any of the knowledge that was before that test. I only did it because I knew that it was for that test, which I think is just a flawed way of teaching and, and having things happen in school. Part of teaching is to be able to come up with a lesson plan, to be able to reach students, to be able to get inside their head so that they have this information that they're going to know for the rest of their life. Standardized testing is just a measurement of how how we as a state stand up against other states. I don't care. Yeah. I just care about how much my sons now know from being in school. And how much better they are at it. And you're not really getting that. And now you're going to have standardized testing to start the year, standardized testing to end the year. How much time do we get to actually teach in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. If you're a teacher, how do you feel about that? Uh, You know, you're having trouble luring teachers to New Jersey as well as the rest of the country. Maybe this is why. Maybe people didn't get into the profession to just proctor and monitor tests. You know, this is what's going to be on the test. This is not going to be on the test. Learn this and then forget it. 1-800-283-101.5. If you're a teacher, is this what you got into the profession for? Or did you get in to make a difference? Mike is in Woodbine on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Mike. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank God. Doing all right. We're doing all right. 
So uh, the issue like this, I believe, is that it's a political ploy that if we keep people, we keep children in a certain like format, and they have to know this this amount of information, they square this amount on a test. People can say, look, look how we score in New Jersey. Look how we're doing in New Jersey. We, our children, score this some this this percentage on on a on a test. So they're busy with that. It's not about teaching children. It's all about how politicians are going to look. And they're busy in schools with social issues. They want to teach social issues. Well, they want to teach their own agendas. Well, they, you know, they they have their own agendas that they want to teach, and I get that. But they don't even get time to teach that if it's all standardized testing. It's, and standardized testing is a waste of time. All right, so we're going to come back to school, and the first thing we're going to do is waste a couple of weeks on standardized testing. Waste about a week just to give the standardized test because they don't, you know, they take days. Right, but again, it's not about it's not about teaching the children. It's about keeping a certain script. You want the world to look at New Jersey. Look, in New Jersey, we score, I don't know, whatever the percentage is, this percentage on our tests. Right. And that's what they want to do. It keeps everything in a nice, neat box. If yeah. You have, if you're teaching to the children, the children, you, you, how do you how do you mark that? How do you grade that? How do you show that to the world that we taught this to X amount of children and this particular subject? This about this about. This amount why of can't you just measure? Why can't you measure the grades that the kids get in schools? Why does it have to be a standardized test? Why can't you go? This is the average of what we teach in New Jersey. This is the average of the grades that they're getting, and this is how we measure it. As opposed to here's a test that. Uh, it really doesn't make a difference because, again, as soon as they take the test, they forget the test. So, what are you? What are you really giving them? It's a neater script. It's a neater yeah, I got the idea. It's a it's a neater script. Yeah. I just don't. Do you agree with it? Do you like it? No, absolutely. I think it's insane. I agree with you. Thanks for the call, the New Jersey one hundred one point five. I mean, that's what it's about. How do you? You know, if you want to be, if you want to lure teachers, let them teach. Stop worrying about the tests. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Rethink. I'm going to take this a step further too, just because I I feel passionately about this a little bit. Where I also just don't think that a lot of topics that are going on in schools are necessarily right. needed to be taught. I think there's other things that you could be teaching. Well, that's a you know, and was what the other th- the problem is the other things that they're coming up with is freaking people out. You know, gender identity things like that. There are a lot of things that should be taught in school. Just basic survival on how to live on your own that should be taught in school uh, or how to think for yourself that should be taught in school. But dealing with standardized testing doesn't really give you time to think about anything. one 800 All it is is, you know, you come in, start strong. Alexis is in Lakewood on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Alexis. Bye, Alexis. Well, that was fun. <laughs> I'm on the air. Uh-oh. Uh, call back, Alexis. We'll get you on. Yeah. I mean, you know, you come in. We're going to start strong right away. Standardized testing. You leave. Hold on. Alexis, is that you? Alexis? Alexis, are you there? Yeah, sorry. So sorry. Got disconnected, but I'm back. Oh, Alexis, what are you thinking, Alexis? Good to hear from you. Oh, good to hear from you, too. I love your show, by the way. This is the first time I talked to you. Oh, oh thank you. I'm glad you're here. What do you think? I think I'm a product of the 90s, and in that time, they love to push the standardized test, but it's a huge mistake to do so because it's a terrible way to evaluate a child. Right. When I was a kid, I remember that um, 
they wanted to skip me a couple of grades. Right. So I was really smart, but I was terrible at standardized tests. So if you look at my test, I look like an idiot. Right. But if you ask my teachers, I was the smartest one in the room. Yeah. Now I just went back to school. I uh, studied uh, medical assisting. I just finished. I was a valedictorian on Saturday. Good for you. I applied to Princeton. Thank you. I applied to Princeton in the fall, right. and I'm, studying, I'm going to go back to become a doctor. Now, if you look at all my standardized scores, they would tell you, oh, this person's not going to make it. This yeah. person's not smart enough. It's like, I never was a person to believe that. No. And and you persevered, and God bless you. You know, you became successful. Alexa, best of luck. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. It's like there's two schools. There's the school of standardized tests, and then there's a school where we actually teach you stuff. Your thoughts on standardized testing in New Jersey in September. Here's fast traffic. All right. How do you feel about standardized testing in New Jersey in September? Because that's what they want to do. Kids go right back to school. You know, we did think about summer homework and what a pain in the ass that is. And I hate summer homework. And uh, my kids got to read two books of their choice. So, uh, you know, if you find the book there's a movie on, go with that. I don't think they do anything with the, stand with the uh, summer homework. I think they get it. They throw it out. But now they don't even get to come back and be taught anything because they come back to uh, start strong, New Jersey. They go right into the standardized test. How do you feel about that? 1-800-283-101.5. Kyle Forcini, my producer, has strong feelings about this. <laughs> I do, because I'm a recent sort of high school graduate and recent college graduate, right. and there's just things that are being taught in schools that I think better things can be taught. I think it's important to understand how to write a resume and how to get things like that done, how to balance your money, how to handle having money. That's not taught. Real life skills, I feel like, aren't taught in high school or in college as well. And they but should be. The colleges, I mean, well, this is the thing, though. I mean, high school, I get, but in college, you, you're paying for the classes that you want. So if there's a demand, for how to handle your money, and colleges do have that course, right? If there's a demand, then you could easily go take that course. Yeah, what stops you from doing that? I'm more so thinking of it as the high school part of it because high school is essentially really just busy work. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about how to handle money? My son's friend got a job as an electrician. The kid is 15 years old, okay? And my kids... I'm talking about how they go down to his house and, and he doesn't know what to do with his money. So he's, he's ordering like $70 worth of five guys from, we guys want dessert? And he's blowing all this money on friggin' food. Yeah, he needs a course in how to right? handle money. You know, I, how to handle money, give it to your dad. Because <laughs> I'm going to start going to his house for dinner. I mean, those kids, they're eating like kings. But yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know that, what's, what courses, like if you could drop courses in school, what courses would you drop? High school, because like, yeah. college, you, college is your choice. You go, yeah. nobody forces you to go to college. I honestly you want to make that dumb decision, go right ahead. But nobody forces you to go to college. Okay. I feel like this is going to be a very unpopular opinion, but like any kind of upper level math class that if you're not going into something to How do. How are you going to find X squared? Right? Yeah. Like, it's just not important. And I, I, I never once used anything math-related after high school. Maybe I will need to in the future. But as it stands right now, I've never needed anything like that. All right. I mean, like, if you don't need it. I mean, I've never. I, basic math, cool. If you want to get into math, you want to be an accountant, 
or an engineer or whatever, God bless you. But yeah, a lot of it is just, you know, wasted time. There are other things that could be taught in high school. Survival. How to brush your teeth. I mean, really, you'd be surprised. 1-800-283-101.5. We can go there. Give me some courses that you wish would be taught in high school. You know, I mean, they want to they wanna now add, uh, you know, sex ed. Well, they've had sex ed. You know, there are classes that they want to add. Uh, I'm saying, what would you want to subtract? And if you could create a class to be taught in high school, what would they need? And, of course, the standardized testing. Mary's in New Jersey on New Jersey 101.5. Mary, what part of New Jersey are you in? South Jersey. South Jersey. And what part of South Jersey are you in? Queenieville. Where? Sweeneyville. Weenieville? Sweeney. Oh, Gleenieville. Senator Sweeney. Oh, Sweeneyville. In my part of town. What yeah. is that, Gloucester? You got the Senate president living down there? You got Sweeney, you all Senate okay. president, right? Man, has it had a carb in six years? Good. What, so tell me, what do you think? Not anymore. Oh, he's been, he, he's been hitting the, the buffet, huh? Aha! Okay. So what are you thinking? Well... Uh, you know, it, it, my son had to take a financial literacy course. Now, maybe he took it as a freshman and he really didn't understand it, didn't have any meaning. But, you know, parents have a responsibility to teach the kids to be financially responsible, and it starts with being responsible in other ways. I mean, these kids, you know, they don't take a lot of responsibility. Your parents don't give them a lot. And you're not going to learn it just by taking a course when they're written down somewhere. Well, wait a minute. I mean, you learn everything else that you take a course in from taking a course. Why shouldn't you learn about money or how to manage it? And, you know, not every, believe it or not. He not, did. He took a course. Yeah, not every parent, not every child could trust their parents. Well, I, I think that the majority of kids, majority of parents, you know, should take that, their child's education and, and literacy and, and it was part of our responsibility as parents. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what? I like the idea if, if, if high school students, if there was like a high school banking course, here's how, here's, here's what money. It's a requirement. It's a requirement? It was a requirement. It's an absolute requirement in our county. Everybody has to take one. Might be even in the state. He had to take it. It was just like you have to take driver's ed and help. You have to take it. He What's the name of the course? Financial literacy. Financial literacy. I like that. And he had to learn all about credit cards. Yeah, there you go. See, it's already happening. I wish they did this back in 2018. In in North Jersey, they get nothing. In (laughs) South Jersey, they're learning how to handle their money and everything. Mary, that's... It didn't have meaning for him because everybody's paying for everything for him. So it didn't have meaning. It didn't have... Well, you know what? 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 Has he got out of high school yet? Oh, yeah, he's had it. Is he going to college? He went to college, and we paid for it, and he did good in some classes. So you got to tell him, so wait a minute, so you got to tell him that uh, if you really want him to put this course to good use, you got to stop paying for everything. Well, we did tell him that, but that, but the issue was right. he, he has some learning disabilities, so he has to learn a little bit at a time, and you have to sort of let him fail so he can learn. They don't want anybody to fail. So he failed at college. He did good at some. He could have put more work in and not failed, but right. he failed. So now he's not allowed to go back until he pays. Oh, okay. She so doesn't go back until he pays. Now that class is going to come in pretty handy. He's going to have to manage his own money. 
All right, I get that. 1-800-283-101.5. My kids are hanging out with a kid who's spending like $70 on five guys just to feed him when they got nothing else to do. We got to invite that kid over here. Oh, I got to raise this. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of, you kind of Chad Robeson me before. Yeah, I did. My apologies. I was recording the overnight, and I, I forgot to hit the uh, switch button. That's my bad. Always good to hear your voice. Nine thirty. Now the latest New Jersey point five brought to you by Guaranteed Service. Whether it's a plumbing, electrical, or AC repair, you'll always be in good hands with Guaranteed Service for a limited time. Tune up your AC for only seventy-seven dollars. Guarantee no breakdowns for the entire summer season, or the repair is free. Call one eight hundred Guaranteed or visit GuaranteedService.com. Steve Trevelace, hang over my producer Kyle Forcini. Uh, go check out NJ1015.com, Steve Trevely's page. Find about that Smithereens lost album. Where to get good deli in New Jersey. The circus is coming to town. And uh, it's all on my page. So we're talking about the idea. Now, they want to do standardized testing in New Jersey in September. Start strong. I don't know how well, strong that makes us. And at the end of the year, they're going to do the uh, was it NJSIAs, right? More standardized testing. Because you can never have enough standardized testing. So there's no time to to teach the kids, which is all right because there are no teachers to teach the kids because they don't want to deal with any part of this. But one of the things we also talked about uh, were courses that should be taught in schools that are not being taught in schools. And Nick, my good buddy Nick in Philadelphia, has a great idea for a course that needs to be taught. Hey, Nick, how are you? Nick, you there? Hello, Nick. Oh, no. Uh-oh, what happened? Nick? Uh, Nick, call back. I'll get you on. Uh, see that? It was all set up. And he had a good idea. He had a great idea. I know. Let's I was... see if he calls back. If he, Nick, call back. We'll give you the idea. So what other ideas do you have? Uh, stuff that needs to be taught? Yeah. Or uh, I... I mean, banking skills is great. And yeah. now, uh, people, to understand what money does, to understand what money is, the, va- the true value of a dollar, so that kids who get it, you know, like I said, when you're when you're 15 years old and you have a job, it's just playtime. It's go to the store. Uh, when you're older, you realize that this money needs to go um, go places. Yeah. But also, you need to understand. I mean, how many kids, if they really understood investments, because now, you know. If they understood how money works or how to invest money properly, how many kids now, like, you know, when you when I think of a baseball card, I think of flipping it, clipping it onto yeah. a bicycle. I think of you, you know, looking at it, playing with it. A younger guy, you think of a baseball card, you think of, this is an investment. I must never open it. I must keep it in a box, and hopefully one day it'll be worth something. Or you buy two or stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, so if kids like my son, my son trades in sneakers. And a lot buys of kids and do that. sells, yeah, buys and sells Nikes. Yeah, and uh, you know, like I, I can't, but he understood. But if like if he understood how the value of a dollar, you know, all about how money works at the age of fifteen, how much better would he be? No, exactly. And I think that these things are tough to teach in schools because I'm going to be honest. When I was the age of what you're in high school from 14 to 18 not a lot of that stuff might stick in my brain and i might think this is so far down the road why do i care about this now i don't really want to have this class so it's kind of a double-edged sword in trying to get kids to learn that and want to learn it when when you're in high school you don't really care about a lot of the stuff that you're learning it makes more sense to me now being 22 versus being 16 
But also, I mentioned this earlier, learning how to build a resume when you're in college, learning how to do all those kinds of things that are going to prepare you for when you get out into the real world. They don't teach you how to build a resume in college? Uh, in college, they do. But in high school, they didn't. You Well, you know what? Nick in Philadelphia, you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. All right. So what, Nick? You had a really good one. How you doing, pal? Uh, you know, not too bad. Just coming home from work. You know. All right. What do you got for me? Give me give me what we should be teaching in schools. We should be teaching basic social skills. You nailed it. You nailed it. You know why? Because we have we have taken away basic social skills thanks to social media. Thanks to like, you know, I my kids could have five of their friends sitting in my in my rec room all on the phone. Nobody's looking at each other, right? Yeah. And and the right. difference is like today, you know, when you're a kid, I was brought up, you look somebody in the eye. You mm -hmm. talk to them. You see their face. Today, they don't even look at you. They, they just don't right. have that kind of... I have to teach my kids. You put your hand out. You look somebody in the eye. But with each other, they don't do that because they got their head down. They got their head in the phone. They got their head in the computer. Great idea. And you know, you know what, too? Because like... Uh, it's also, it goes back to, it's just important, especially with my job. Like I was telling your producer, I dropped out. Right. So I'm, I don't have anything to back me up. My, my job, what I have now, I got lucky. It's a good paying job. And, but it, it's 90% of it is, is social skills. Yeah. Survival. And another thing is I was thinking about handshakes. Like kids nowadays, if you go to shake their hand, they won't know what the hell you're doing. It's, yeah, but you know what, Nikki? It's a natural human response to a respect. The know? pandemic. And the pandemic and paranoia and the uh, media have scared the hell out of it, a lot of people. You know, there are people yeah. who believe that you don't shake hands, you got to do the fist bump. You know, Robert Klein, a comedian, had a great bit back in the 70s. When uh, people would shake hands, and back then, you know, they had like the old Flip Wilson handshake and all these crazy handshakes, and Klein would be like, I don't know what to do. I put my hand out, do I not put my hand out, do I give you the elbow, what do I do? It's Robert Klein, straight handshake, and you should announce your handshake before you do it. Because there's so many times, it happens to me all the time, when like, I, I'm a natural handshaker. Same. So when I go to shake somebody's hand, and they're handing me a fist, I feel like we're doing scissor, rock, and paper. You know, I mean, like, what do you want me to do now? You want to rub elbows? And, and, and it's funny. Then you get the kids who want to do a, the slap where they go, you know, they got the rapper's handshake. And I have no idea what the hell to do. But why can't we just agree on a standardized handshake? Yeah. And not only that, like kids, too, just with, with dating. And like when we were, when I was a teenager, right? me and my buddies had to go to the mall. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that don't happen anymore. And, now you swipe right. Like, <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. now there's no mall. Now you swipe, but there's also no arcade at the mall, right? Now the mall wants you out of there. The mall they don't want they don't want, only want people to come. They're going to spend money. They're not looking for kids to hang out. Nikki, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Uh, right? You don't go to you hang out malls. You still hang out in malls? Uh, no. But I was also thinking this too, really quickly. How are malls still open after COVID? I'm shocked at that. And online shopping. How have malls not just become obsolete? People need to go out. I guess. And you walk around. I, it was weird. Like, I went to the Freehold Mall. Yeah. Uh, I went there recently, too. Well, 
it was almost like going into like Studio 54. They got like security at every door, counting how many people can get in. I'm like, calm down. Dude. It's an Apple store. Let's not go crazy. Oh, they're going to sign here. Goodbye. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the thing about the mall, like when you go shop online, you know specifically what you want. Yeah. When you go to the mall, you spend money and all that extraneous stuff. That's what I do. Mrs. Fields is not online. You have to go to the mall to get that cookie. As or soon as pizza I or whatever. As soon as I go to the mall, I'm in, I'm instantly getting something I didn't plan on getting when I went there. Exactly. And that's the whole purpose of the mall. What an Steve Travel A's, your thoughts. Uh, standardized testing in New Jersey. Start strong, New Jersey. They want to do this in September. As soon as your kids go back to school, right into the standardized testing. Do we need this? At the end of the year, standardized testing. Why? Why not? Don't worry about teaching kids. But then again, there's nobody to teach the kids because we can't get teachers in New Jersey. How bad is it? So bad that Governor Murphy has uh, gone down to Washington with uh, Mr. Deeds and Mr. Smith to try to figure out how we can get teachers up here in New Jersey. Now, the topic was a discussion of the monthly State Board of Education meeting. Uh, member Joseph Rica is critical of the idea of the standardized testing, says schools need to start this test locally and that the state's mandate interrupts the first month of learning. He said the state will spend millions of dollars on a test with a fuzzy purpose. I can't wrap my head around it as an educator. I can't wrap my head around it as a dad. I certainly can't wrap my head around it as a tax. Taxpayer, Rika said. Rika said schools have only gotten back summary information from the NJSLA test taken in the spring. Student-level data isn't due to be delivered until just after or just before the new school year begins, depending on the district's calendar. So what do you think about this? 1-800-283-101.5. Why the hell do we open up the year? Do we begin with standardized testing and end with standardized testing? So where does the time come can we just teach instead of test and maybe that would make people in new jersey uh want to become teachers in new jersey 1-800-283-101.5 uh your thoughts it's dumb i completely agree i just uh, standardized testing was always the worst time of the year when i was in high school it, it a lot of the times, Steve, it's not even what you're learning about. It's just kind of thrown at you, and it's like, here's questions that you're not getting taught about right now, but answer them, and we'll just see how you do on them. And then based on you do on them, is we're going to put you in this percentile, blah, 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 whatever. It's, it's, it's dumb. Yeah. There's no need for it. Absolutely not. You know what? Uh, again, it's, it's all about the idea of teaching children. That's why they go to school. They don't go to school. They just learn how to pass the test. What are your thoughts? 1-800-283-101.5. Standardized testing in New Jersey. Can we at least let the kids get comfortable? Can we at least let them settle in? Enough. You know, enough. If you want to get kids interested in school, then give them something they can sink their teeth into. Give them something they can enjoy. Nobody enjoys going right into a test. Russ is in Kenville in New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Russ. Oh. What's up? Yeah, I I took the test like uh, like two times, and then, then I went to Marsh County, uh, Marsh County Road Tech right. uh, for two years. Right. Um, I got out of there. I went back to school, uh, you know, um, learned how to build motors and stuff. Right. Um, I went to Lincoln Tech. Um, I drive to read Lincoln Tech. Um, I have my own business. I build racing motors. Good for you. Um, 
Uh, make like three hundred fifty thousand a year. <clears throat> That's fantastic. Yeah. That is fantastic, Russ. Thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. We'll take it into the next hour. How do you feel about standardized testing in New Jersey? No one knows Jersey Russ. Yes, they are. Steve Trevelis hanging out till eleven o'clock tonight. We got one more hour dancing in the moonlight. Uh, we've been talking about standardized testing in New Jersey. They want to start it, start strong, New Jersey in September, and it goes throughout the year when they do it again with the uh, NJSIAs, SLAs, whatever. Uh, why do we need standardized testing? It's hard enough to get teachers in New Jersey. Uh, because teachers want to teach. They don't want to teach to tests. How about we start teaching and stop testing? 1-800-283-101.5. And if we do need to, st to do standardized testing, why do we need to do so much of it? Why should we be paying, spending all this money on it? And why should we be shutting down schools so that they can give out the tests? These things take days, weeks sometimes. Mike is in Red Bank on New Jersey 101.5. Mike, what do you think? Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Mike? Good, good. Hanging out. Uh, yeah, i got to tell you, I mean, as much in the same way, I just feel like by not having the standardized test, we're leading too much towards the uh, participation trophy mentality. I disagree. Uh, why Why would that? I don't understand. Like, why would that be a participation trophy mentality? Uh, basically because if you don't have a way to assess, you know, standardly of what everybody, what every level is at, and in the same way where would you want somebody who's, whether it's a doctor or an insurance person or a realtor to not have passed a state licensing exam to, you know, see what their aptitude really is? But it's apples and oranges. Well, it shouldn't have any effect on their grades. Standardized testing shouldn't have anything to do with their grades. No, but the problem is you're taking a lot of time away from what they could be learning to get their grades. But if you don't know what they need, how do you know that look, these 20 kids may need this? These 20 kids may need that. These five don't need any. You know, these ones should be going ahead. But that will be determined by their grades, right? Relatively speaking. But once again, that's the whole thing about how do you compare a child from California to New Jersey, so to Iowa, to Nebraska? You could compare. This is what. Okay, but why do we have to? Why should it matter? Well, in the same way of where, you know, once again, when you presume that somebody has a high school education or a GED, right. they, they can, you know, they're proficient at a certain level of information. Okay. And like so they're going to be proficient at a certain level of information. And then they get out of school. They go for a job. If they can make that job, yes or no. But whatever, if you could say, this is what we want taught in all the schools, that's one thing. And how they get close to that. But to shut everything down for standardized testing and we're spending money for the tests and we're wasting time on the tests is just taking away from the learning experience of the kids. And right now we have trouble even getting teachers in the schools to teach them. Well, now, from a cost base, I will agree with you that it shouldn't be any cost to the school. But it is. Whether whether it's a state burden or a national burden, it shouldn't be on an individual school or teacher. That should be a 110% be a government obligation because, once again, it's about government. But the gov All right, if the government is spending the money, Mike, who's spending the money? Without, listen, but we also spend a lot of money that we don't even have. We know our country runs in deficit. Okay, but again, that doesn't mean I want to spend any more money, do you? 
Uh, I would prefer not to, but I don't want to put it on an individual school to make sure that their children meet the standard. I think it should be on the individual schools. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Montel was in West Deptford on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Montel. How you doing? I'm good. What are you thinking? So I've done a lot of research on this. I'm currently getting a master's degree in public health, and all this schooling is a very hot topic. Good for you. A lot of other, a lot of other countries that aren't uh, the U.S. don't really believe in standardized testing. The way that it functions here is pretty much the better standardized test scores your school gets, right. the more funding you're going to get. Right. That's really the only purpose they have at this point. I mean, it's a money grab. So it's a money grab. They're trying, they're doing it for the money, not for the education of the children. hundred percent. There's the only reason they're doing it. It's, it's, a, it's a pass or fail to see how much money they get. I mean, these tests have also been proven. They're not good with kids who are neurodivergent. If you have ADHD, OCD, ADHD, those kids are more likely to do really badly on these tests. So, I mean, it's not even a good demarcator of the student. A lot of, uh, a lot of schools in Finland use a more creative model, kind of let the kids do a lot more kinesthetic, hands-on learning. Right. And although Finland is, I think, a tenth of our population, maybe less, it's it's still a model that's being used in other countries, and now a lot of people are putting their kids in the Montessori schools, right. where the kids are you know uh, dual language most of the day. A lot of it's very creative learning, and it's showing that these kids are they're able to pick up on concepts that you know when I was in middle school or when my parents were in middle school, these kids couldn't be taught these things because they just didn't think it was possible. I think that. It's the, the more creative, the more intriguing you can make learning, the more kids are going to want to do it. They're not going to pay attention. And, and once they get the standardized test, once they pass it, it's all out of their heads. So they're not remembering it. The whole idea of going to school is that you learn something that you're going to have for the rest of your life. Not to prove that you know something so that the state could get money and then you forget it. And that's where we are now. Exactly. I agree 100%. All right, thanks, Montel, for calling New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. This is on NJ1015.com. Michael Simons wrote it. Why is New Jersey now testing students at the start of the year in September? All right, the Start Strong Assessments beginning uh, at the beginning of last school year as a substitute test after skipping the typical spring exams in 2021 are going to happen again this year. It's partly to see whether the students enter 2022-23 in better shape after a year of, of full in-person learning. I don't understand why we need this. I don't understand why it, you know, it, it has to be done in New Jersey other than, like uh, Montel said, to get state funding. Uh, the state controls 10% of the roughly $4.3 billion in K-12 education funds provided by the federal pandemic recovery laws. They want to decide how to allocate that based on data, not anecdotal information. Uh, Alec McMillan said the summer slide is real and the test offer teachers and student instant feedback on where things stand. She said each test takes an hour or less and review whether students retain the lessons from the prior grade. So now we got to come in in September and test them to see how much they remember from the last year. Does this make sense to you? Is this worth doing? So instead of coming in September and we're going to say, okay, we're going forward. No, we're going to come in September and review what you have learned. It would take a month to do that. And then go forward. 1-800-283-101.5. So basically, what's happening? 
We're wasting time. How much of this is on the student? And how much of this is on the school? You know, it's the student's responsibility once you've graduated a grade, once you've, you know, left a grade to know everything up to that grade. Are we going to go back and retest the third, fourth, fifth grade? No. This is all about money. How much money we can get from the federal government at the expense of the children's learning experience or the students' learning experience because, you know, high school. So we start off with a review, which is a waste of time for the teacher. You know, when do they start to creatively lesson plan? When do the students get to learn something new instead of worrying about what they already know? 1-800-283-101.5. Start strong. We're going to bring out standardized testing in September in New Jersey. How do you feel about that? Here's New Jersey 101.5, fast traffic. Right, 1-800-283-101.5, Steve Trevelis. Tomorrow night, trivia, music, movies, television, New Jersey. New Jersey 101.5. We got some really cool prizes we're giving out. I think we got boat show passes. We'll hook you up. We get you the good stuff, the stuff we save for friends and relatives because we're just made that way, you know. Uh, Those not loving you. Uh, then I'm going to be off Thursday night. Uh, yeah, we got, uh, I'm trying to see what we got. Yeah, the Atlantic City Boat Show. It's going to be pretty good. Uh, Gemini is going to be here, Johnny Lombardi. So what is the most exotic pet you have ever owned? And uh, how close did you ever get with the most exotic pet? that you have ever owned because there is a story of a guy who has an emotional support alligator and he's so close with this emotional support alligator that he actually sleeps with the alligator in bed who the hell goes to bed with an alligator this guy it's called florida man uh, he resides in Pennsylvania, but Florida man is a collective of men who over the years have engaged in bizarre, depraved, malicious, and sometimes violent behavior resulting in headlines that have captivated people glo globally. A uh, man who stunned onlookers at a water park in Philadelphia over the weekend was leashed with a leashed alligator has divulged that he actually sleeps with the animal. How about this? His emotional support animal is an alligator, and they sleep in the same bed. There's a picture of the guy laying in bed, and he's got the alligator next to him. Now, I don't know about you. <laughs> I, I want to know. I mean, like, what is the most exotic pet you own? We got a few minutes here. I gotta imagine, like nobody, nobody's got an alligator, but I got—I I would imagine, you know, the, the little lizards. When you're a kid, right? You get the little lizard, and a lot of people, what they would do is they would flush the lizard down the toilet, and then eventually the lizard would end, the, end up in the New York City sewer system, and there would be stories of these alligators crawling around the sewer systems in, you know, in Manhattan because all these kids flushed the lizards down. 
don't know if that's real, but that's that was the uh, the old wives' tale growing up. So this alligator story was going to be in my headlines and trail lines, right? I had it, oh, really? and I was just going to talk about it because it was also, somebody was like, they were walking it in a park in Philadelphia. Yeah, they're walking in a park, and there's the guy with the alligator. Are you kidding? Like, I, I don't understand how you can have an emotional support alligator. That thing could kill you. How does one decide that the alligator is giving them emotional support? How is it legal in Pennsylvania to own a pet alligator? I don't know how that works. I don't know, like, what kind of licensing you have to get to own exotic animals or how, you know what I mean? But I I don't, I'm looking at the picture of the guy, and you know what? Do you remember, there was a story, Dennis Leary did in his act, where, about this Connecticut couple, and they had a chimp, they had a monkey, it mm-hmm. was the pet monkey. And the monkey ended up going nuts one day and ripping, literally yeah. ripping their faces off. I, I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Whoever, I mean, what kind of an idiot? I mean, who who thinks this is a good idea? I, I, I'm not an exotic pet guy. I mean, it's snake. Like, people have anacondas as pets or boa constrictors, whatever they yeah. are. I don't understand that. I I couldn't, but I mean, they, are you getting some kind of love? Do you feel that the animal is the animal even capable of loving <laughs> or of return? Like a dog returns the affection. Yeah. Or a um, cat. Yeah. Uh, a dog returns the affection, <laughs> but you know, does a tarantula really look Ooh. for its master uh, or snake? And there are people that say, like, you know, they they love their snakes. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. What kind of an exotic? What kind of an exotic pet do you have? What kind of an exotic pet do you have? And do you feel? Can you feel affection from the pet, the animal, the reptile, whatever it is? I don't think you can. But I don't know. I don't have one. Uh, Yeah, I, I don't know either. I mean, but you know what? I was at Pet Center in Old Bridge. Great people, uh, Joe and Isabella and Tom, and they, um, you know, they they put like I've had different reptiles, and they love them, and they you know when you see them on a, I forget what it was that I had, um, but he looked very cool, very friendly. I don't know if they're capable of love or if they're capable of emotion or how that works. I guess fish aren't. But, True. You know, Kylie's a fish person. I mean, 1-800-283-101.5. Do you own an exotic pet? Or what is the most exotic pet you own? Or seen. Or seen. Well, seen. Right. You know, when my kids were little, we would take them to the pet store and tell them that was the zoo. <laughs> a lot cheaper and easier to park. Yeah. You ever go to try to park at the Philadelphia Zoo? Forget it. Uh, but yeah, but you know, I'm looking at a picture. The guy is sleeping with the alligator. The alligator's got his head rested up against the guy's head. You don't know one day this guy goes to sleep and the alligator gets hungry and uh, it's all over. Alligators are like one of my biggest fears. And I really? don't know why because they don't live in New Jersey. Have you ever had like an up close with an alligator? Uh, sort of. So I was playing golf in South Carolina, and I was probably like fifteen. And one of the tee boxes, the one we were supposed to hit from, right. had a giant alligator sunning itself on it. So we played from the tee box in front of that because obviously I'm not getting anywhere near an alligator. But right. it's freaky just knowing that like I'm hitting, looking away from the alligator at any given moment. If that thing gets up and starts running at me, they're fast. I'm not out running. Are, a, I'm yeah. not out running a gator. You're not out running. You can't out run an alligator. Definitely not. Those things I don't can get know. it going. How fast are they? 
I don't know. Let me find yeah. this out really How quick. How fast can, can you I out, can, you've been out running you. alligator? There's a, so I was a big fan of Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. Remember that guy? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They said, if you're ever, he said, if you're ever getting chased by a gator or a croc, run zigzag because they can only run straight. So if you oh, run in a yeah. zigzag motion, that's how you get away because they have to, if you change direction, they have to stop, turn around and pivot and then come at you. So if you go zigzag, you're in the clear. So I've heard that before. And then I've also yeah, heard mind. that it was potentially a myth. But my thing is that, so if there's how an alligator. potentially a myth? It makes total sense. I've just, I've just read about it not necessarily being true. I don't know. I'm not, I've never been chased by an alligator. I can't Me vouch either. for this. And I hope I never will be. But if I'm running straight. And the alligator's directly behind me. With my luck, I'm going to zig and then zig back right as it's getting up on me. And I'm going to get caught trying to go across, and I'm just going to be right in front of it. I don't know if that makes any sense. But well, that's all it could, it could only like turn their head because it's a long body. I watched a lot of crocodile hunters, so I, I fancy myself an expert. So <laughs> he was amazing. I felt uh, bad when he died. He was one of my favorite humans ever. I yeah. love Did watching really? that guy. Yeah, I love that guy. He just had so much fun being Steve Irwin. Yeah, and, and it really if there was ever Doctor Doolittle. You really believed mm -hmm. that the animals loved him, and it was basically an accident when he died. Right? It was a yeah. Manatee, it was a, a it was no, it was a yeah. It was a, a stingray. It was a freak accident where he just dove down and it just it got startled and stung him right in the heart oh god yeah all right and on that note <laughs> it is 10 30 now the latest new jersey steve trevelis kyle forcini hanging out go to nj1015.com and do check out the page smithereens lost album coming out next month we got the story Best delis in New Jersey. You want a nice nosh? We got the story. Circus is coming to town. You want to run away and enjoy the circus? We can do that for you. No animals in the circus. It's yeah. uh, all human. And uh, the big top is air conditioned. Speaking of uh, delis in New Jersey, by the way. Yes. You ever been to Tasty Subs? It's right down the street from here. No. Very good. Really? I went there today. You should bring some. I did. I went and I got a big sandwich. I a got, big uh, sandwich? I got uh, ham, cheese, and gabagool. Oh, yeah? uh, some oil and vinegar, all the all the other things, but it was very good. And I got a I got a huge one, so I got the whole, not just the half. Ate the whole thing before the show today. Look at really, that. I was gonna go to Wawa, uh -huh. and Rob Brown, who's producing today for uh, Dominski and Kylie, said, "No, you should go to Tasty Subs right around the corner." The uh, you gotta try King's Pizza. Home of the greatest garlic knots ever. Ooh, garlic. I love good garlic really? knots. Really? Yes. Right, we'll, do, we'll do the garlic knots. Good garlic knots are great. But first. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. Oh, boy. Doctor, doctor. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. A good question. Well, sir, yeah. on this day in 1964, August 30th, 1964, we're yeah. keeping up with our Beatles track. Oh, more it, Beatles. It always okay. has to happen. Yes. The Beatles performed in Atlantic City's convention hall before a crowd of 18,000 really? fans. The I Beatles th jersey moment. I thought this was very cool. Uh, they flew in by helicopter from New York City and landed at Bader Field and stayed at the Lafayette Motor Inn in North Carolina Avenue, and they rented out the entire seventh floor for them. The Beatles were given $25,000 for their performance. That's it. $25,000. Now, now, listen to this. So this is tickets, like $3? That's what I was just going to say. So this is posted in that Facebook group that I told you I joined the guy right. by a guy named John Michelli. 
And so he posts like the flyer for that concert, which is really cool. I'll oh, show really? you a picture of it. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. That's the little flyer that was posted on it. Um, it was Saturday, Sunday, August 30th, 1964. And in the headliner here, it says one show only at 8.30 p.m. Price of tickets, $2.50, $3.50, or $5.50, depending on the seat that you got. You know how long they played? <sighs> it doesn't uh, say in guess here. 20 minutes. But I would assume not very long. So About tw 20 minutes. 25000 for that They used to have contests to see how, much, how, how fast they could get out. Yeah. How, much, how little they could get away with. You know what? I, and I, they were actually a very lazy band. <laughs> right? It seems that I'll way. You, they, you know? They were very lazy. They worked their ass off. I mean, like, you know, in a two-year period from 64 to 66, five number one albums, yeah. three full-length feature films. Well, they were doing two uh, albums Three a world year. tours, two full-length feature films. But when they were done, they were done. But yeah, so what was what, who were the other acts on the bill? Uh, it doesn't it doesn't say in this thing. It only has the Beatles. Um, that's the only thing it, that it says. Okay. Um, but it's now I don't know anything about the Atlantic City Convention Hall. I don't know if you do. Yeah, it's nice. Eighteen thousand people seems like a ton for a, a convention hall. It's like a basketball game, right? Uh, okay. Uh, what is this? What did the Spectrum hold? What yeah. does Wachovia hold? Or Wells Fargo, whatever they're calling it this week. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, uh, but you know, but, and again, it was it was small then, so everybody yeah. jammed in. But there's still convention, convention hall still there. I just thought it was really interesting though, because I never knew that the Beatles had a Jersey moment. So I go into that Facebook group as I'm looking for this stuff, uh -huh. and I don't have the Beatles on the. They, I swear, they just come up when I'm looking for stuff here, and it's just I, I don't. It's okay. I don't know how. That's okay. But they're always there, and I said, "Are you kidding me?" Again in Atlantic City too. Yeah. Just, like never even heard. And I would have you, done a post on that. I known it. You have tomorrow for it. Then. Well, it's too late it. now. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yesterday, the Beatles did the bus. How about that? A little play yeah, on words. There you, there you go. That. It's the comedian in you coming out yeah, there. That's what that is. But did you know that they had a Jersey moment? No. I had no clue. Well, yeah, I guess not. Well, you know, they... I didn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Elvis had his Jersey moment Which at the press conference about. from uh, coming back from the Army. Yep. And the Beatles had their Jersey moment yep. when they did Atlantic City. But you got to remember, like at that time, they had no idea. They all thought this was going to end in a week. So, you know, it's one thing like when you can look back in history through, you know, through the past. Yeah, if you know. In retrospect, yeah. and say, well, you know, if only they knew, okay, it's going to be six years, we're going to get to that. Then you could play it a lot better. But, you know, when they first began, you got four kids from the ghetto, you know, four very poor kids from the docks of England who now are in America and uh, they're booking everything and anything because they're figuring to get as much money as we possibly can yeah. before this bubble bursts. And uh, they kept going. I think it's very interesting how they love performing before they get big, right? And then you know, they're playing anywhere and everywhere trying to get a buck to make some money over in England. And then once they get big, like you said, they just became like lazy and didn't want to do it anymore and only wanted to do Well, they were exhausted. It. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is uh, it wasn't so much lazy. Lennon talked about one time. There's a great clip from Lennon where he says, uh, you know, it's hard to get four guys into a song. He goes, you know, it's, it's really hard because, you know, because you get two guys who are really psyched. It was once the red light goes on, you know, everybody gets nervous. Nobody wants to screw it up. So you get the two guys go, and the third guy messes up, and we got to do it all over again. Yeah. And that's why it takes so long. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the new thing to do at baseball games, by the way, is sexual things. We talked about it last really? week. We talked about it last week. What, about they, what the, sexual things are they doing? The Oakland A's games. game, there was a sexual act caught on uh, camera. Oh, they were, uh, yes. And then the same thing happened at the Blue Jays game. Oh, really? 
yesterday. And this couple had to be evacuated from the stadium. They took them out. They uh, Police were not commenting on it in this article that I was reading about it. They have no further information about it. But it was all over Twitter as well. Like, is this the new... Like, I don't understand. There's two things I don't get. This being one of them. And then the second thing is the people who run on the field at baseball games. Where are they doing it? They're doing it in the seats. In the, the, in the seats. And people are seeing it. And, yeah. And they were caught on camera getting escorted out. These people weren't caught on camera they were in the middle of it. They weren't caught on camera doing it nasty. They no. were caught on camera getting escorted out. Exactly. But I've just, those but, I two mean, things. Wouldn't you, why, wouldn't you, like, I don't know, bring something, that, like a blanket or something, so no one would know what you were doing? Or just don't do it in general. Well, there is At that. At baseball games. I can't ah. imagine, like, you know, now I'm thinking like Paradise, but a dashboard light in my head. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, is the game, well, the game, I can see where the game could be that boring. You got to do what you can to kind of make the game a little more exciting. You know, what, it was a Blue Jay game? Blue Jay game, And yeah. who are they playing? Uh, the Cubs. Oh, come on. I mean, I'll give you that. Come but, on. I mean, I mean that, there's, there's the lawyer's defense. You're on. <laughs> Blue Jays, Cubs? Come on. I just, uh, I'll, I'll never understand it. And you'll never understand why people have sex at baseball games. Yes, and I don't think anybody in the right mind will. But like I said before, I don't understand the people who, could, you're going to get in prison for this. This is public right. nudity, whatever. And same thing when you run on the field at a baseball game. You're not going to get prison. But they take you to a jail afterwards, and you're probably going to be banned from ever going back. Was it really worth the two seconds you were out there? Ban me from never going to a baseball game again. I'm cool with it. No problem. <laughs> baseball to me is the most boring subject ever. But that's me. Uh, I, I, we'll have gets, to agree to the disagree. The guy who gets paid to cover baseball. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Uh, no, but I mean, you know, it, it, it depends. There are people who like a challenge. Uh, the challenge of trying to do it someplace where, you know, they like the danger of it, I guess. I guess. I, I, but you know what? It just goes to show you that nobody's watching the game. <laughs> if they were, if this was, if baseball was so exciting that they were watching the game, no, they, you don't hear about people doing this at football games. They're probably doing True. this at football games. And no one knows nobody's this. watching because they're all watching the game. Baseball is so freaking boring that uh, you know. Is anybody do? Oh wow! Look at that. Summer, New Jersey 101.5 is giving you a free getaway to the Hard Rock. Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City is the last week to listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for a secret code word. Enter it on the New Jersey 101.5 app to win. There's three winners every day. Thanks to our sponsor, the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, where legendary entertainment lives. Making it endless summer with a free AC getaway from New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelitz. Kyle Forcini is here, and we are discussing the headlines and the trevelines. There was an annual ukulele jam mm -hmm. in Moorestown right. the other day. I feel like you would really? like this. Really? A yeah, ukulele. George Harrison was a big uke guy. A ukulele jam on the green in Moorestown now. It's apparently a thing that happens Wednesday nights um, during the summer. So I thought, I thought this was funny because I'm reading the article. And the last line of the article says, want to hear more about the ukulele? The Morristown uke jam is what they're called. The uke jam. The, the uke jam plays Wednesday evenings at 6 p.m. on the Morristown green during warm weather. It's such like a specific thing. It's not all the time. It's <laughs> specifically during warm weather. And what constitutes warm weather is is 65 too cold for the Morristown Uke Jam? I don't know. You know? Do you, it depends on what they're playing. But I think it's just, well, that, they were playing Leonard Skinner Give me three steps apparently the other night. With the Uke with Jam? The, with the Uke. Ooh, how about that? With the Uke, they were playing Give Me Three Steps. And 
I just thought this was such a bizarre concept. Like, how do you get enough people? Is, is there a club that this is, you know, how do you become part of the Morristown Uke Jam? And do people just gather around and listen to this? I mean, it's cool. I don't have anything against the ukulele here. The ukulele? The ukulele. The ukulele. Whatever you want to call it. The ukulele. Whatever you want to call it. That's why I'm not part of the Morristown Uke Jam. Oh, yeah. See, because that? Because I can't even pronounce it. Right? I, I never heard of it. Well, you know what? It's a pretty cool instrument, though. I know George Harrison was a big ukulele guy. And uh, he'd have people over to his house. And then afterwards, Paul tells a story in concert. He opens, he plays something at his shows. He starts it with yeah. the ukulele. Yeah, and George would just pass them all out. And they'd all sit there and just play the ukulele. I thought it was an uh, interesting concept. And it's a story here in Jersey, right? Morristown on the green. Now, I've seen the Morristown green before. I, mm -hmm. I went to school up in that area. I'd never seen the Morristown Uke Jam performing on it. Um, but I'm interested. You know, I, I wonder, too, it didn't say in the article if there's tip jar or something where we were talking about street musicians yesterday are these people asking for money when they're there it wasn't specific i would imagine enough. they're doing it for a reason right i don't i didn't well, really I mean, say if, you know there's only so many places the euchres can go yeah and it has there's to be warm be weather front row there's only so many places the euchres can go only so many places and it's very weather dependent according to this article Something else that I, I don't know if this is necessarily weather dependent, but there's a, two state parks, or excuse me, one state park that's been closed for the second straight day because of a rabid fox. I heard about that. Did you? That would freak me out, I think, a little bit. Now, there was apparently fox. there was apparently run-in with pedestrians that were in the park with this fox. Now, they weren't specifying what these run-ins were, which leads me to believe that there was something kind of serious that was going on here. I don't know if the fox has some sort of rabies or whatever, if this is just How a recluse fox. I don't know. I mean, first of all, if you see a fox, you're not thinking about whether he's got rabies. All you're thinking about is, it's a fox! Yeah. And you get the hell out of there. But my thing, too, is how do you then catch this fox? Like, how can you... You, you have not watched enough cartoons, my son. <laughs> if you close the park <laughs> down... Marcus for... and Farley, Frederick L. Fox. You have not... You need to go watch Looney Tunes. And hey, ask Bugs Bunny, how do you catch a fox? But if you close the park for two straight days, right? Like, okay, mm -hmm. I don't know how many people are going to this park regardless, but how do you then find the what fox kind of in park question? was it? Just a regular yeah, park, just, park Well, it's actually... It was a... It's not like an amusement park. No, 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 no. Just no, a no, park no. park. Yes, it's a park in Ocean County. Um, Ocean County Park? Uh, don't believe so. Okay. No. Murray's Park? It doesn't actually say. I was reading. It's a very short article, and they just reference okay. it as the park. But the park is the in park. Lacey and Berkeley Townships. Okay. But they're not specifying exactly where. Also, like I said, they're not specifying what exactly the main injuries were to the people that were in this park. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just don't, I don't really know how you catch this thing. And I think it's just such a wacky thing to have happen in general. A rabid fox? Yeah, I, I don't get I don't, it. I don't get it. Like, how does this even come to be? How does a fox get rabid? How does well, this become a... a fox turns 15, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> what are you asking? He goes, hey, why when the fox turns exactly, 15? Exactly, you know. Uh, he saw a Mrs. Fox. He saw a fox. <laughs> he, uh, he went on Instagram, and he saw the uh, elementary school teacher. And went, oh, my God. He started running around the park. There you go. I don't know. Uh, but I do know that it's time for us to go. So we shall do this again tomorrow night. Good job by you. We are the Garden State. This has been the Steve Travelli Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.